What is it that makes up a leader's distinctiveness? Why is it important to know this? How do you use it practically? How do you develop and grow it? In this episode, we will be discussing discovering your distinctiveness as a leader and answering the questions I just posed. Welcome to the Advantage Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Vincent Reen, and this is the place to be at the start of each week where you can take positive steps to advance your leadership and enhance your mindsets so that you can produce a major impact on your success and future growth and allow you to be a more effective leader. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Advantaged Business Solutions Podcast. I want to thank you for spending some time with me today. And if your podcast app of choice has the capability, uh, please leave a review. I really appreciate your feedback. So let's jump right in. What makes up a leader's distinctiveness? There are three main components uh, I focus on that make up a leader's distinctiveness. The first is leader identity. This is about who you are as a leader. Your identity as a leader, it will impact every decision you make and every interaction you have. This is who you are at at your core as a person and a leader. Knowing who you are, that is your identity, it is vitally important to your success as a leader and in life in general. It's what allows you to be authentic in your relationships and in every interaction that you have with people. You will be more consistent in your interactions with your team, and they can be expectant about who's showing up when you come into the room. And that consistency will set your team at ease and free them up to focus on their creativity and innovation and what really matters. In addition to that, Understanding and knowing your leader identity will make a difference in how you are talked about when you're not in the room. Your authenticity gets to come shining through. What your team says about you when you're not around, it should be important to you. And not because you want everyone to like you, but because this is a good indicator of your character and your good leadership when people are talking well about you when you're not in the room. Also, when you're thinking about leader identity, you have to think about the legacy you want to leave behind. And what I'm talking about here is the legacy that is carried on in future leaders that you helped raise up. The good qualities that uh, you share with them about leadership and you demonstrate for them is the legacy I'm talking about. You want to be thinking about those qualities that you want to be carried on into the future. In my 20 years in the Army, I unfortunately had to endure many toxic leaders. Have you ever had to work for a toxic leader? If you can, I want you to think of a time when you were influenced by a toxic leader. And believe it or not, that experience shaped the way you lead now. In recognizing that experience, you get to make changes. So rather than shaping the next generation of leaders through a negative experience you can shape through a positive one. 
And so that is the first component of what I look at in a leader's distinctiveness. The next component of a leader's distinctiveness is mindsets. And there are three that I want to discuss really quickly here. First, how do you handle being faced with challenges? How do you frame challenges when they come up? Do you look at challenges and see them as something you have to deal with? Or do you see them as an opportunity to grow and learn something new? The way you look at and frame challenges is important when it comes to mindsets. Seeing challenges or obstacles as an opportunity to grow is a distinctive mindset that not every leader shares. And the next mindset that you need to face within your leader identity is limiting beliefs. We all carry limiting beliefs to one extent or another. The key is identifying them and then working to reduce or preferably eliminate them. For example, you can have a limiting belief surrounding abundance. And this comes up when people think there isn't enough to go around. Not enough customers or clients, not enough resources, or or whatever the thing is. Clients or customers is usually the biggest one I see. And it simply isn't true. An example of this can be seen in the fast food restaurant industry. When you find one, you will find more right next to each other. And why is that? It's because they know they have a unique product. Or for you, that may be a service. And they aren't focused on what other brands are doing. I am not talking about marketing either. But really looking at the core components of their business. They focus on that. You will also see this with auto parts stores. They are always clustered together. They aren't scared that there aren't enough customers to go around. They are focused on the customer and providing the best service and value they can regardless of what is going on next door. And I'm digging into this mindset a little heavier because it's one that plays with the mind of many business owners and entrepreneurs. They worry about a potential lack of abundance of customers or clients to go around, which leads them to broaden their ideal customer or who it is they are focused on serving. And then they end up not resonating with anyone. So be specific and stay focused on what you are doing. Limiting beliefs can take on other forms uh, also, such as those around money. This limiting belief is often learned behavior from your parents. And this isn't to say that you have bad parents. It's just often unrealized what is done to a child through how things are talked about and demonstrated. And storing money in a bank account because you were told to save as much as possible, it's likely something you've heard. But is that a smart strategy? And while you should be able to cover a few months worth of expenses with saved cash, beyond that, you are squandering unrealized potential. And that's a whole other topic that I don't want to focus on. And so another limiting belief of leaders is that if they surround themselves with smart, uh, talented, and powerful people, it will diminish how they look. That's just not true. Building teams of people that uh, fill in the gaps of your expertise is actually quite wise. Uh, It shows forethought. It shows uh, humility. 
and humbleness, and it shows a high level of emotional intelligence. People being smarter than you doesn't make you look bad. It makes you look like a better leader because you know exactly where you need people to fill in the gaps. So in other words, don't limit yourself by thinking you have to have all of the answers and be the smartest person in the room. The last mindset that I want to touch on as it relates to your leader identity is belonging. You have to know that you belong. You have to believe in yourself and where you are. You believing that you belong, it immediately makes you more confident. The mindset that says you don't belong is born from the feeling of an imposter. The imposter mindset is one that I love to rail against because it holds back brilliant ideas from being expressed and it holds back brilliant people from living fully. And I I don't want to go on about that anymore because it's not the focus. But be on guard against the feelings of being an imposter. Know that you belong and live confidently. So that's the second component of is mindsets. Uh, How you view challenges, facing limiting beliefs, and belonging. The third component of your distinctiveness as a leader is all about visioning. You hear me go on at length about crafting a robust vision document and and reviewing that document often. As a leader, I know uh, that you carry a vision for a better future. And I want you to share that with the world. You can't effectively share your vision in a one-liner statement. Those are possibly inspirational for as long as it takes to read it, but there is no depth. You must possess a robust document that describes in detail where you're going and what you want. Having this document, it allows you to make decisions that are timely and relevant and continue to move you forward. In addition, it will continually serve as a source of inspiration to both you and your team because there is something to go back to that describes where you're going. It will remind everyone that there is a purpose behind what is being done. And this document is mostly internal for you and the team. Some outside the team may see parts of it in your marketing or hear pieces in conversations. But by and large, this is an internal document. Your mission is more forward-facing, telling people why you exist, who it is you serve, and somewhat how you serve them. If you've been listening to this podcast for some time, you've heard all this before. But it's very important to you and your business, so I continue to talk about and describe the vision document. And if crafting a a robust vision for your business is something you know is important and you want to do it, but aren't quite sure how, uh, just send me a DM on social media and we can talk about how I can help you. Those are the three main components of a leader's distinctiveness. Now let's look at the next question. Why is it important to know what makes up leader distinctiveness? It's important because, first, it's where you work best. You know what you are passionate about, and working inside your passion is always more fulfilling. This allows you to be able to recognize where to fill in with people that are passionate about the areas you aren't. When your team sees you 
passionate and living in fullness, it will inspire them. Leadership is all about inspiring and influencing people. And this is just another way. Now, for authentic and powerful people that know what they are passionate about, seeing others succeed and live fully doesn't bring them down. It actually inspires them to greatness. I've seen this and I have felt this in my own life and I know it to be true. It's also important to know what makes up your distinctiveness as a leader because it's part of what allows you to communicate effectively where you are taking people. You are leading your business in a certain direction as outlined in your vision document. Part of what makes you distinct is your vision. Knowing what makes you distinct allows uh, your character to shine through. Who you are in all your glory gets to be on display. And who you are when uh, nobody is watching you just automatically comes out even when people are watching. And you don't have to waste your time or your energy pretending to be someone else. And earlier we talked about legacy. Uh, So I won't go on about that, but this is another facet of why understanding what makes you distinct is important. Also, how you interact with your team is an important part of your distinctiveness. Your communication with them is affected. What you say, the real message you want to convey versus what they hear is part of your distinctive style. Are you an effective communicator? If that isn't part of your distinctiveness right now, I'm pretty sure you would want to know that so you can improve. Another part of the importance of understanding and knowing your distinctiveness is feedback. And that's both giving and receiving. In addition, uh, how you handle conflict resolution is important. And we'll get a bit deeper into both of these in just a minute. The final part of the importance of knowing your distinctiveness as a leader, especially as it relates to inspiring people, is knowing what you want and where you're going and where you're leading people. I know I've mentioned this already, but it's worth mentioning in the context of importance as well. Knowing what you want and where you're going in detail is inspiring. This allows you to share your vision with people. And if you so choose to paint them into the picture of what that vision is when it's fulfilled. Let's move on from importance and look at how to use your distinctiveness practically. You will use your distinctiveness in many ways, and I I can't give you all of them here. What I will give you is some of the practicals that are relevant no matter what. So the first is through resolving conflict. There are different forms of conflict that will need to be resolved uh, between people on your team, between your team and other teams, and you and your team or one of its members. Regardless of the form, if you are seeking to maintain the relationships and develop a win-win outcome, that is distinctive. Too often we see conflict as a win-loss scenario, wherein one party will win while the other loses. But that doesn't have to be the case. The win-loss versus win-win, it circles back to limiting beliefs. If you don't believe a win-win outcome is possible, then you possess a limiting belief that needs to be addressed. If you want to explore this topic more, you can check out episode 37, and I will link to that in the show notes. 
Effectively communicating is another way you practically use your distinctiveness. It's probably the number one way. Without the ability to communicate effectively, you won't get far toward fulfilling your vision. And in episode 36, I talked about improving your communication as a leader. If you'd like to check that out, I will have that linked in the show notes as well. Another way you'll use your distinctiveness is in feedback. Like conflict resolution, feedback has various forms. There are reviews that can be done of your leadership by superiors, uh, by peers, and even your team members. And those done by the people you lead are obviously more likely as an entrepreneur. And you'll want those to see where you need to improve your leadership. There is also the regular feedback you give uh, your people about their performance, and not just in their annual review. Uh, This is given to them periodically, uh, maybe monthly or quarterly, uh, whatever you choose, and discusses their performance and and paying particular attention to the impact it is having on the effectiveness of the business. The effectiveness could be negative or positive, uh, but you're giving them honest feedback while developing a plan of action to move forward. And then, of course, there are the annual reviews. Uh, But with the periodic feedback you're giving, there aren't any surprises here. And it should be full of how they've grown because they are implementing the plans you developed with them throughout the year. There are also uh, what I like to call quick hits. These are done in your weekly celebrations if you do those, or in the form of handwritten notes. Uh, could possibly be a mass email or a Slack message if you use Slack. Uh, highlighting what someone has done that has had a significant positive effect on moving the business forward and closer to the vision. And finally, there is uh, feedback in the form of verbal course correction. Uh, You see something that needs to be addressed and corrected, so you quickly do that in person uh, without putting anything in writing. Address it with some feedback, course correct, move on. The last piece of practically using your distinctiveness is sharing positive mindsets that move people toward growth. Just like you are always looking to improve and grow as a leader, you want to provide opportunities for your people as well. And that starts with a positive mindset toward lifelong learning. So when thinking about the broad use of your distinctiveness, we are thinking about resolving conflict, communicating effectively, providing feedback, and sharing positive mindsets that move people in the direction of growth. Now, the last thing I want to talk about concerning your distinctiveness as a leader is how you develop and grow. Now, like most everything, there are different paths to your growth and development. Uh, you could take the time to work through everything on your own with a trial and error approach, uh, which is like really trying to reinvent the wheel. And I'm not sure why you would go this route solely. And the next is watching people you trust on YouTube or listening to people you trust on a podcast. And both are great sources of information and offer you an opportunity to develop and grow. And you can also read books, which is another great source of information. Or you could hire a leadership development coach. And this is what I do for business owners. I can offer you business coaching, sure. However, 
I am more passionate about developing exceptional leaders. Here is the advantage of hiring a coach. That you get the wisdom and experience of a passionate person that is focused on seeing you grow. And your best option is to put all these together in a combination as you have the time to do so. The most important thing to remember is your vision, what you want, and where you're going. In addition, who you need to be to get you there. That is why it is a necessity for you to grow and develop. The person that you are today is not ready to lead at the place you you dream of being when you fulfill your vision. If you are ready, you aren't visioning big enough. Your vision helps guide you in your development because it's outlining where you are going. Now, there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach to development because of the individual nature of leading. That's where a coach that specializes in leader development works best. Even more specifically, a coach that is focused on business owners' needs rather than executive leaders of large corporations. So are you ready to start discovering your distinctiveness? If so, I have a question for you to answer. What is it about you that stands out as a leader? And I want you to answer this question and send me your answer in a DM on social media. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for seeking out improvement as a leader. I sincerely hope you were able to pull massive value from this today. Have a great day. Stay engaged.